Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to episode 85 of the Bucketeers podcast. This is our Atlanta Falcons Tampa Bay Buccaneers preview or pregame show. It's Huncho and I here to pilot you through until the top of the hour. We got excited announcements for the pod coming up. Uh, kind of like a season premiere Tuesday, you could say, even though it's in the middle of the season. We got an NFC South big game battle to preview. We got injury updates galore. You're tuned into the Bucketeers on Bucks Life Media News and on Bucketeers YouTube channel live. We'll be right back. We're going to do the intro and then bring you fellas in, Huncho and I, here till the top of the hour. Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. Energy, electricity. That place was rocking anyone was there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Bucks fans were there, too. Uh, Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron show of WDAE. Uh, Pat Donovan, and it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit, going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little cleared, but we're joined by Pat Donovan. It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like we got a little... No, nah, my, my uh, camera's broke. You guys are tuned in to the Bucketeers podcast live. Welcome in episode 85, Falcons Bucks preview. Who would have thought at this point in time, this one would be for the NFC South. We thank Kevin for getting us started here in the comments today. Kevin says, go Bucks. We're obviously with you there, Kevin. And we're going to hand it over to Huncho now, bring in our great co-host here. And he's a great man who represents the Bucks well. He's often in attendance, often all over the Buccaneers. Huncho, how you doing, my friend? Thanks for uh, joining on this Saturday. I'm good. I'm good. What's up? What's up, Toms? Uh, I'm good. Are you Are you going to the game tomorrow, or are you uh, missing that uh, one? So, look, this is the thing about it. So, you know, uh, I'm pretty superstitious about it. So, I've decided to sit this one out because the last two I've been to, uh, unfortunately, y'all know what happened. We lost, so and it's just a bunch that comes with that. So I'm just going to see if I could turn the tide, you know what I'm saying, kick it with the fellas at the uh, at our little bar and um, see what happens then. Hopefully we have a little better luck. That's what I'm doing, actually, myself. Usually I have a pregame uh, ritual that actually is starting on Saturday and leads into Sunday game day. I'm changing it up already a little bit, too, to – you know, try and get things going in a better direction. So I like right. that there. And Cody will be at the game. So hopefully Cody could bring us some luck is, you know, get people like you, Stunna, and, you know, are at the game all the time. So hopefully a newcomer could get us luck going to the game. But nonetheless, 1 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow, Atlanta, Tampa. And at this point in time, it's for – uh, the South, you got any thoughts about that? How, you know, we're in this – I know a lot of people projected us two and two. Maybe not the Falcons, though. They're playing some tough football. I mean, I, I, 
they clearly uh, should be probably what is it three? They're three on one, mm-hmm. or, so they should probably be four and zero, oh, probably. Because I don't see that one loss that they lost to the Saints. I, I, it, it was a sneaky game that they should have had. You know, they should have had that game put away. Same thing with the Saints. I feel like they should definitely have no wins right now. But it, it is what it is. And yeah, they're they're, they're coming off. They uh, the defense is flying around. You know. Mariota, he's, he 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 gives them a different dynamic with the uh, offense, with the running game, and um, how he can move around. We just we just gotta uh, contain him, and I, I pretty sh- I'm pretty sure that we'll have better luck uh, <clears throat> being that uh, uh, they have Kyle Pitts sidelined and um, Cordell Patterson is sidelined. So I feel like that's an advantage in our favor. So I think we take uh, full advantage of that. We just uh, gotta slow down Mariota. That's a great point you mentioned, Huncho. Pitts is sideline and Patterson is sideline. If this Falcons team is going to hurt you in any way, shape, or form this year, it's probably, I mean, Pitts has got an off to slow start, but nonetheless, he's still their second best weapon. It's going to be one of those two guys coming at mm-hmm. you. So the fact that both of them are missing this game, I think that's huge for the Bucks. So Definitely. I think that's really key there. Like you said, Marcus Mariota presents a little bit of a different game plan in this one. He's that scrambling quarterback. He hasn't really thrown the ball well this year, though, so he's been kind of one-dimensional to this point, but the Bucks have struggled with their scrambling quarterbacks in weeks past, so that's definitely something to look out for there. Are the Bucks going to spy him? Is he going to have their way with them on the ground? How is that one going to go? We'll see. Um, definitely intrigued in that one. I'm interested to see how the Falcons use their run game now. I mean, the past couple of weeks we have seen the Falcons running back, the rookie running back, Tyler Algier, uh, emerge onto the scene. He was a late-around pick for them. He snuck his way into the end zone. And honestly, he's looked pretty dang good this week. Do you have any concerns with stopping uh, Tyler Algier? He is a rookie so far on the year. He has 26 rushing attempts for 140 yards. That averages 5.3 yards a carry. He's from BYU, 22 years old. So he's a bit of a spring chicken. I did misspeak. He does not actually have a touchdown yet on the season and only two receptions. So it doesn't look like he's much of a receiving back either. As Corey Hayes has joined in watching the show. Thanks, Corey. But what do you say about rookie running back Tyler Algier from BYU and the Falcons? I don't even think it's just him. I just think it's any uh... – all, any running back that's just been playing us have been been just running up. They've been running pretty good against us. I don't know what, what's happened this year. If they, it's a lot of uh, difference with the running game because you know we were number one in the league with stopping the run. And it's it's like what did the Chiefs put up? What 182 yards against us or something? 189 running rushing yards, mm-hmm. whatever. And that was very uncharacteristic to you know that defense. That's what they pride their whole thing is stopping the run first and then. Um, and then making them force the pass. But these last couple games, <clears throat> even Green Bay game, has just all been – the running backs been hard to kind of break down. They break bring down. It's, it's like they're always pushing forward, and um, they're not really catching no guys or getting no tackles for loss in the backyard, I mean, in the backfield, as much as they should as I, as previous years. And I, I don't know if that's due because the scheme that they run now or the personnel being that Sue's not there, JPP's not there. I don't know, but I, I just know for a fact that 
whereas this rookie is if it's him or whoever they have running the ball, the sharing carries, sharing carries with him, we have to stop the run. It has to start there. That's what we, we that's what we predicated our defense on last year, and we were successful with. That's what we got to continue to keep doing this year to have a successful defense, and um, that's that's when we can force them to pass. And you know, when when teams are one dimensional, we could come up with more turnovers and it, it limits their uh, play calls. You know, so. I think us stopping that running back uh, is very crucial and vital, and we have to show up and show that we can still stop the run. I really hope that we get, you know, the Vita Vea from last year back tomorrow, and I really hope that JTS is able to make some strides because to me – He's got to cut it on. He's got to turn it on. The thing with JTS, he has all the intangibles. He gets to spots. And he's quick, but he's losing strength battles. He's not making tackles, and he's not right. finishing the sacks. The potential's there, but as of right now, Huncho, is it just me? Or can you remember guys like Nassib and Nelson making more exactly. plays at this point than uh, that's, JTS? That's that's a very, very good point because, I mean, we all know Nelson and his potential. Like, it's very – like, he always shows up when he gets his role. I don't care if nobody on the team – uh, gets the sack. He always tends to show up and show his uh, side of, you know, what I'm saying, of playing, and, um, and he gets the job done. And um, I, I I agree with you 100 percent with the uh, with the Vita Vea. Uh, it's, it's like he's not. I know he's 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 playing more now, and they're doing the double team. They're double teaming him a lot now. So I I just I don't know what's going on. that's different from from what he usually does. But he definitely needs to step it up. And also with um. The uh, the uh, defensive end, Joe Tryon. Mm-hmm. I know he came. He came in the season with high expectations, and um, everybody was saying he was ready to take that next level. The, the players were bragging on him, and I, and um, I just feel like he hasn't really just haven't seen that dominant that dominant side of him. You know what I'm saying? Like where he can just take over, like you said, with the power moves. I feel like that's when he's he's a lot of finesse, but not strength in the end. You're going against tackles, and it's going to be tough to beat tackles. That's that with just straight finesse. You got to have some type of power. But we definitely uh, that defensive line. We, it, it has to come to play. Vita has to find uh, some 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 dog in him or something to do. I don't know if Ty got to scheme him and put him in different areas on that line. But he's been notably quiet than usual. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the run game. Definitely, no doubt, and. Do you think it has anything to do also, we haven't really mentioned him yet, but Logan Hall, what are your thoughts on him so far? We know JTS and Vita Vea mm. could be playing better, but do you think a guy like Logan Hall is playing up to par? I think he has all the potential in the world. I think he's made some good plays so far, but there's just something going on with that front, and nothing against any of these guys because we are 2-2 two and two to this point, mm. and we've only really gotten battered around one game against Kansas City, but... When you're seeing guys like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Isaiah Pacheco rip off big runs against you, it gives right. a little reason to be concerned for these type of things. Correct. I mean, uh, when you look at it, I mean, he did have a sack in Kansas City, and that was a crucial down. When he sacked Patrick Mahomes, I believe it was on that fourth down or, or whatever when we got the, the ball turned over. He did He did show up, and, and that was a crucial play because Kansas City mm-hmm. was just walking up and down the field as they pleased. So he did step up and um, – 
he did have a great play there. I mean, it's more so of him being consistent. I know it's a different level of football now that you're in the NFL, and I, I don't know if it's more snaps that he probably will need to fit in to get more comfortable with the groove of it, you know, because he's actually starting now, and that wasn't the intended plan for him to do. But, you know, I mean, I, just the names. I mean, he's a high – he's an art. Our first draft pick, even though it was in the second round, he was the first pick that we had. So, yes, I do expect for him to bring a lot more to the table. It's just this team in general has just been sputtering. Uh, defense looked at dominant and, and superior the first few weeks, and, and then you come out and you just – just all that goes out the window. So I just feel like <clears throat> – uh, I just feel like all that just – just um, – they got a reality check and I feel like it's just been sputtering. It's not like we're all, we are, we're hitting it on all cylinders yet as a football team. So I feel like they're still trying to mesh and trying to figure out what type of type of team they are and how they're going to play against others. And um, I don't know if that's Ty's doing with how he's coming in and, and taking over for the coaching staff and how he's trying to redirect some things, but far, far, far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, we just gotta we gotta start clicking on uh, all cylinders with with the starters mm -hmm. on offense, defensive line, linebackers been playing decent, uh, corners have been you know been decent. I just feel like they just Kansas City just came more prepared to play at that moment in time where they it, it was their Super Bowl. You get what I'm saying? It was their Super Bowl, and they had every everything that we called up they had an answer for it. Get what I'm saying? So I was kind of, I was kind of surprised because it was a lot of luck and, and Patrick Mahomes with his flicks and tricks and magician plays. It, I don't feel like that's going to happen every week. I don't. So, uh, I said all that to say, yes, uh, I feel like we should be much further right now, but I feel like we will be much better soon. Soon. I I think you brought up a lot of good points there. I think we're going to be better soon. It reminds me of the stretch when we won the Super Bowl, when we went, you know, we were at seven and five at one point in time and people started hating on us and, you know, we weren't really playing great, but now all the starters are getting healthy. We're going to collab more. As you said, Logan Hall has showed signs of life. We got one of our regulars in the building tuned into the Bucketeers right now, Mike. He was just in Tampa for a couple weeks. He went to the Packers game, I believe. Sorry, Mike. You had a hard-fought battle, a hard-fought loss there, but at least you got to go to Raymond James Stadium and see it all the way from Canada. So hope you had a nice two weeks in Tampa, even though you had a hurricane to deal with, a Bucks packer game and all that other stuff. Mike also adds in Bucks run D looked very out of character, hoping for a better result versus Dirty Birds. Yeah, Mike Huncho and I have dug into that already a little bit. We kind of said the same exact thing. You know, it's guys like JTS and Vita Vea that seemingly need to step up a little bit. Even when Akeem Hicks was in there, it's not like he was playing great. Sure, the production might have been better as a totality, but it's not like Akeem Hicks was making too many splash plays. But I believe we will be getting healthier over the coming weeks. If you look at the injury report heading into tomorrow for us against them, um, they're missing a couple key guys, as uh, Huncho alluded to. They're down Kyle Pitts. They're down Cordero Patterson. And then they're also down one of their big cornerbacks, Isaiah Oliver. So that's huge for the Bucks. looking out right now. You got Cameron Bright. He is out for this one. So 
look for Kate Otten to be relied upon tomorrow, look for Kyle Rudolph to be active and perhaps Coquif a little bit more in the past game. Akeem Hicks is ruled out tomorrow. He's still battling foot problems. Logan Ryan is out tomorrow, so safety, who's looked oh so good to this point on the Bucks defense, is out. That's a big loss for them. Look for more Shaw Murphy Bunton, perhaps, in there tomorrow. Julio Jones and Russell Gage are questionable. Godwin will be there. Godwin will be playing. He'll be back. So, um, very good there. Very good there. Huncho, what says you? You think uh, Julio and Gage are a go tomorrow? Uh, I think uh, Julio, he's definitely a, a go. I don't know. His his injury has been lingering. Uh, it's been lingering and lingering. And um, uh, that's one of the things I was worried about this this year with Julio coming down here to Tampa to play uh, was his health. A lot of people always, you know, I, I'm very optimistic because it's my team and I, I try to look for the uh, good things about stuff. So I was just hoping that he could have stayed healthy, you know, and, um, and uh, just fought through all the little nicks and nacks and just finally just went and did 15, 14 games, you know what I'm saying, full games. But, you know, uh, I guess his body's gotten to that age where it's hard to just keep rolling and uh, just the little minor things can turn into major things now. But uh, I, I expect for him to, to go. But as far as his snap counts and what he will be playing, I'm not sure because he played last week. We got with him for the first half, one catch or so, and we didn't see from him again. So I guess depending on how he feels, then yes. I mean, I would like to see more so Russell Gage out there also because he's a, a, a very uh, play, playmaker, and I feel like when he actually gets this scheme down with the, with the help of uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, taking some of the attention off of him, I feel like he, is, he, he will explode in this offense. And uh, he's, a, he's a warrior, man, and I know he loves the game. I, I didn't, did my research on him, and I've been watching him since training camp. The man's a warrior. Those the, the, the couple weeks that he had to sit down and, um, and couldn't play, I mean, I know it killed him. Uh, Russell, Russell is a competitor, and he definitely wants to be out there. I don't know if they just put him on the list uh, as a precaution, but if I know if he has a 25% chance to go, I'm pretty sure Russ will go, but I don't know. They were just doing their due diligence and um, putting him on the uh, injury report, but I expect me personally, I expect both of them to go, but far as the snap counts, I don't think they will be through the roof. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they'll both suit up. I, I don't expect him to be full on snap count. Speaking of suit up, Mike says, been real quiet. I'm Big Red 66. There is no word. Uh, we have two words. 23 hours ago, Greg Allman tweeted zero updates on Ryan Jensen. Expectations is still that if he's able to come back at all this season, it would be in January during the playoffs. So uh, there you have it. And then Jay from... Bucks Life News, our great partner, Jay Garrison, adds in waiting in another test, waiting on another test. I wouldn't count on him playing this year yet, dot, dot, dot. He has two partial tears in his knee. So pretty much it seems like it'll be January uh, come playoff time, if anything, deep, for Big Red. Deep he, playoffs. Yep, playoffs, kind of like Vita Vea, the year right. we won the Super Bowl when he went down and out for a while. He came back in that playoffs, and he was critical for those couple games. So we'll see if Ryan Jensen could kind of do the same thing. Yeah. As, you know, Huncho, any words on that? I mean, uh, 
you know, uh, rap for for uh, a while. Soon after, you know, he 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 had a little brace on his knee for a while, but he's never been fully like just out of it. Couldn't walk on it. Just and he's he's a uh, he's been walking normal. I know it's different from walking around putting pressure on your your knee versus actually playing full on sports football tackle contact so but uh i mean if it's a chance like i've been said before i, I if he has a chance i believe he'll come back i know I, I know some rumblings the guy had put on twitter when he was saying that he could be back by week five or whatever you know what i'm saying i don't i, I don't know how true that was and um uh greg like you alluded to greg said about him coming back if if he has a chance to come back, it'll be in the playoffs, deep in the playoffs. And Greg is pretty on, on point with those type of things. So I'll be uh, expecting if he does come back to be um, back in there. But it's just a, it's a rough game to even come back to sit back from an injury and recover from. And you're playing center and, and every down is, is contact. You know what I'm saying? Every every down is contact, and then you have to get that that chemistry back probably with Tom and. It, it, and, and will he get when he comes back? Will he be rusty? It's just a lot with that. I feel like if Hainsey is 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 doing good and he's playing his role and he's and he's looking sharp, and uh, Jensen comes back and he and it's a couple games that he can possibly play. I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even risk it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it for 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 Hainsey. You know what I'm saying? Because if he's already on point, he's getting better. He's trending. I wouldn't, why would you, you know, why would you, 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 uh, bother that consistent flow, Evan flow to, 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 uh, to, to just bring Ryan in and, um, just to say, Hey, you, you did it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I want the guy out there and I want him to be a hundred percent, but I, I feel as if, uh, if Hainsey is doing his job, 110%, you, I wouldn't bother that. Yeah, I agree with that. You can't rush him back if he's, you know, really, truly that her and Jay Garrison agrees with you. He goes, depends on how bad the damage is outside of Ryan's ligaments. I know his injury, but can't say what it is, but I'm going to tell you it's not likely. So there you go. Jay Garrison does say it's not likely. Huncho kind of just gets the same thing. And Hainsey's not honestly playing bad football. It's more the left guard production. Luke, get a key. But there, but there has been signs of life there, so hopefully he could – turn that into something out there, you know, those right. couple plays of potential, take it a step further. We got a lot of comments to fill in on. Neil is joining us. Hey, Neil, hope all is well this evening. Welcome in to the Bucketeers. It's Huncho and Tampa Tones on this fine Saturday. Huncho, I'll let you answer this one. You think he will? Mike says, I think Lenny will have a bounce back game. What say you on that? Huncho. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Did you hear that question or was did I cut out? Yeah, I heard I heard the question. It was just cutting in out, but I, I grasped it. I got it. Yeah, for that, I mean, I don't feel like uh I mean Lenny, I think they just did that in the second half with the Chiefs as uh they wanted to give him a break. I, I just to switch up the momentum, the tempo. Uh Rashard is clearly he's a uh probably the best pass catching back they have. He's smooth with it. Um Far as Lenny bouncing back, I just feel like it's the, like going back to the offensive line. They have to uh, create. Uh, they have to create holes. They have to create. Uh, just 
it just uh, gives the man something to work through. And um, I think that's part of the play calling also. It's just, it just goes hands in hand. Uh, but I feel like Lenny is, has not had, had too much of a bad game. I mean, he did miss a, a um, what was it, a, a, a miss assignment on a block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I mean that's typically he Lenny rarely does that. He usually picks up his the free um the man coming in. So I expect for him to have a, a tremendous game, especially uh Atlanta. We got Donnie back, you know, he's he's good to go. You know, Gadecki, Haynes, you know. I, I feel like he this this uh, this defensive line, they got uh J- what's his name? J- uh Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett, yep. Yeah, they have him, but I don't I don't I don't see his is is much dominance as Kansas City line and linebackers, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I feel like maybe if they can they can get some something going early and um give Lenny some 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 breathing room and then if you can mix up Lenny and also Rashard, this is where I come back to saying that we're trying to figure out our our identity on offense again. So we don't know if we're gonna just be a straight ground pound or or, or a check down you know, with the with the uh, hot hand, you don't we don't know, but uh, I I expect for uh for um Byron in general to to, to get it together and um and uh just call a, a good game and that, I think if he calls a good game, then that would dictate a lot of the ebb and flow of how this offense will be be ran, you know. So I expect Lenny to keep doing what he's doing, but I also expect Rashard White to uh to also have a, a bounce back game also. I agree with that. It's, you know, we still need our offensive identity right now. We need Byron to make some critical play calls and some effective play calls out there. We need this offense to get going. I'm not really worried about Lenny. I do think he has a good game, but as Huncho leaned on a little bit as well, we need to get Rashad White more involved a little bit. We need to get other backs involved because come week 17, come the playoffs, you don't want Lenny F tired out. You don't want him worn out. That's a focal point to the offense. So you got to, you know, step up and you got to have good Lenny F production come later on in the season. And one way to do that is try and get Rashad White and maybe Keyshawn Vaughn involved a little bit more, so to speak, here as well. We got way more comments coming in. Jeremy May, are the Bucketeers like the Mouseketeers? No, Jeremy, actually how we got this name there were three of us to start way back in the day july 2020 it was like uh the three bucketeers we were actually the three bucketeers and then they both uh dropped out of the show one disappeared completely one just got busy with other stuff and then lo and behold we just changed it to the bucketeers because we have a great crew now and a huge cast now so we went from the three bucketeers we dropped the three part and now we're just known as the Bucketeers, but no, we're not like the Mouseketeers. Actually, for a little bit of time, we were the three Bucketeers, so we did have an early name change. As a Rays Guardians update for those watching the show who want to pay attention to the Rays, it's 0-0, still in the bottom of the 12th in that barn burner. So Jay says, bingo. I think he was alluding to earlier. Jensen, talk on that. Mike comments, what is your location, host of the show? Mike, this is the Bucketeers here in, I'm in the Chicagoland area. This is my Bucketeers, uh, Buck's little man cave or studio in the Chicagoland area. Huncho is in the Tampa area. So he's local and I'm more so in the Chicago area right now. You either see 
me in this location or another Bucks Cave. But one way or another, I'm always in Bucks Cave. Yeah, so I'm in the Chicagoland area. Hope that clears that up for you. I get that sometimes. Where are you from? Eh, it's from Chicago or the uh -huh. area of Chicago. Huncho? He definitely Tampa at heart. Yep, Tampa at heart, baby. That's all that matters. And shout out to James Rubright, who's tuned in on Facebook. We appreciate you so greatly. Kevin has a question and a comment. We'll let Huncho break this one down. They have to protect Brady to give him time in the pocket. What say you on that, Huncho? Uh, 110%. We we definitely know he Brady has to uh has to be protected because as you know, everybody knows he's not an athletic uh you know what I'm saying, specimen where he was gifted to to run like Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes or even Aaron Rodgers or none of those. So he's pretty much like kind of a statue, but he has good, good pocket presence. So he knows when when certain things are breaking down around him, he can wiggle around and, and get an extra little time. But for the most part, you have to, uh, you got to keep Brady. That's his number one game. It's not, it's not the athleticism or the extended plays that he can do. It's, it's, uh, it's more so of his brain and you know what I'm saying? How he picks the, the defense apart and you just give him some time and he's going to shred you apart. And um, that's, I agree 110%. He, he definitely has to be protected on every down running plays. I mean, even on his running plays when he, he's actually ran out the pocket and gained yards has always been like this year. It's been like a, a, a flag negated it. So, you know, it always came back, but he he'll get out there if he has to and make a couple yards. But you don't want to see uh, Brady doing that too often. He also has to be protected because uh, the injury with the shoulder. We all know that 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 came about last week. So they definitely got to be careful with that. We don't want him to fall and injure that more and that start to linger through the season. You know, so he definitely this game is very important. And on protecting Brady, actually. So that was very a good point. He has to be very protected this game. I agree with that. No matter how quick a guy like Brady, the best of all time, could get the ball out of his hands, if he literally has no time to get the ball out of his hands, that is not a recipe that bodes well for Brady. He has to be protected, as Huncho said, a little slower mobility in the pocket. Yeah, sure, here and there, probably once at most, twice a game, he could get you five, maybe ten yards on the ground. But you don't want to see that. He wears that bulky knee brace. You know, Giselle's already having a fit, throwing his marriage through the fire. You don't want the poor guy's knee getting thrown out into the woods now, too. The man has to stay healthy for the new incoming ladies out there. Hit my man Tom Brady upside into his DMs. But for real, you don't want him running. That's a last resort. And this Bucks offensive line has to protect him. They just have to. That's a recipe for success itself is protecting Tom Brady. That's how it was in New England, and that's how it continues to be in Tampa at this time. Mike says, I think he has done a good steady, not flashy so far, uh, Robert Hainsey speaking of. I agree, nothing over the top crazy, as Huncho alluded to earlier, but he's been holding his own. He's been playing good football as a backup center, so pretty good stuff there from Robert Hainsey as we have a um, couple more comments to get to. Hunch camera in and out. Well, I think he's on his phone, so he's a busy guy. My man's got people to answer to. My man's and, got and plans. It's the me. service. The service. I don't know what's going on. And you keep, like, cutting out right now, so it's just everything is good. But then I think the Wi-Fi from where I'm sitting is kind of, like, sketchy. 
So, you never yeah. know if it's on my end. It could be too. So our apologies if it's been a little rushy. Both of us have had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we appreciate you guys sticking along with the ride here for the Bucketeers as we have about 10 or 15 minutes left in this show. It's been a really fun preview show to this point. It's flowing by. We've already been with you guys for a solid 35 minutes here in Cowan. And go Blackhawks, Mike says. I'm actually a lightning guy, Mike. Um, that's, you know, my Tampa, I, I'm a mix. I'm a hybrid I don't mind the Blackhawks, but I'm not huge on them personally. But I am a Lightning and Bucks guy. I'm a Cubs and Bulls guy, actually. So that fits well for your comment. I saw the W in the back. Cubbies, yes, sir. I am a Cubs guy. So there you go. If you like Chicago, I'm Bulls and Cubs. But I am Lightning and uh, Buccaneers. But I do have uh, a soft spot for the Rays as well. I love me some Rays. So I'll always support them as my second team. I've been a Hawks fan for 50 years. Yeah, Mike, Hawks are cool, but they toyed around with the local Chicagoans back in the day. They used to black out home games on TV, so it was really hard for kids like us to grow up watching the Blackhawks because they weren't available on TV a lot. They were blacked out a lot. Uh, you know, they didn't show them a lot and all that good stuff. So a little hard to like him, and then I got into the lightning. What's up, Godson? How we doing, Godfather? Always a good evening or good afternoon when the Godfather tunes into the show. So we got score predictions. We got player of the game predictions coming up, and we got one big thing walk-off still to come on the Bucketeers as well. So as we dig into it here, Huncho, who is your MVP or player of the game to look out for tomorrow for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this one. Are you going with an offensive guy, a defensive guy? Who we looking at? Um, I, I, I'm gonna have to say, uh, I would say uh, probably either have to be Devin White or, or Levante David with with watching Mariota. Um, I, I feel like he he's very he's gonna um he's gonna turn become mobile. He's gonna try to run. So. That's what yes. we gotta be. That's I think that's Stunna. Stunna trying to tune in. Uh, we'll see if we yo. Can get in. What up, Stunna? How we doing? What up? What up? What up? We're doing player of the game. What up, gentlemen? How we doing? Good. We're doing player of the game predictions right now. Game Aren't predictions. You? I like the. I like the Bucks by fourteen. Bucks by 14, you say? Who's your player to look out for, Stunna? We we might have lost him. Uh, Huncho, but who was your player of the game again so I could write it down? I'm sorry. I had to try and get that. I was I was torn in between uh, Devin White uh, and Levante David for the simple fact Marcus Mariota and his mobility uh, has to be limited. As far as him throwing the ball, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, their defense doesn't really scare me. They have one guy, like I think one of their guys is pretty good. Their front line, okay, I think we can handle that. So um, I'm just leaning towards um, Devin White and um, or Levante David. One of those two got to just be able to uh, keep a spy on, on Marcus Mariota. That's that's who. I, I, and if we can just stop him hitting his mobility, I'm not I'm not uh, confident in his arm to beat us. I agree with that. I like the picks a lot. If Devin White and Levante David have good games, I find it very hard for the Falcons to win this game. Marcus Mariota 
can't throw that great. The stats back it up this year. He's been a running cat, and that's pretty much that. So if you got Devin White getting after it with his pressure like we know he can, um, that's recipe for success. And if you have Levante David play like classic Levante David, I really find it hard. Like Stunnett said, Bucket nears by 14. I find it hard that, you know, the Bucks end up losing this one, as yes. Huncho alluded to with his players of the game. I'm have, going go – what up, Punch? No, go I, was just gonna, I, I was just going to add on and piggyback off of that with the, uh, with the Atlanta thing because the simple fact Atlanta – as, as you know, the last few times that we played Atlanta, they came out the gate and we had to fight back to uh, – we beat them, but they came out the gate looking and they gave us a little something to fight for first before we just just came and uh, won the game. They they were – and that was with my Matty Ice. And um, so, I, I don't – I mean, Atlanta, they, they typically play us pretty good. We always come out victorious majority of the time, but – they kind of typically come out early in the first half and give us a little a little squabble for our uh, for our money and um, but then second half of course we just we just catch on and uh, so I, I don't underestimate them I just feel like uh, right now where we're at we are the better team clearly on paper we just gotta we just gotta sit there and produce on the field and and get shit going you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I, you know, we lost Stunna. It looks like at least Stunna was able. Oh, it looks like he might be back. So, but I agree with you. We're one of those teams where we start off a little slow against Atlanta, typically, and then you know we uh, we end up finally coming around in the second half. We are the better team right now, though, both talent wise and to me, just overall wise coaching, etc. Gotta win. Stuff. It's a must so, win. Must win. must win, and it's a must look good in this win. Mike says 28-17 Buccaneers player of the game. Mike Evans, he's going to ball out Sunday. I'm going with Tom Brady's player of the game Sunday. Look, this divorce bowl crap, all the hardships he's gone through this year. He took it up a notch against the Chiefs. I literally think he obliterates them all on Sunday uh, tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern. I think he goes crazy. Before we get Stunna's prediction for player of the game, shout out to Tyler Sharp for joining us on Facebook Live. Thanks, Tyler, as we're uh, doing score predictions, player of the game predictions, and then our one big thing in walk-offs is we let everyone enjoy their Saturdays. Another question from Mike Quick. Mike says, what is your stream days and time? Mike, we kind of bounce around right now. We're with you at least one time a week, if not two sometimes. But the next time we will be live, we already know that, Tuesday night, 8.15 um, Eastern time, we will be with J.C. Allen from Pewter Report. That'll be a lot of fun breaking down the Atlanta Falcons-Bucks game and previewing the look ahead to the week after. So we do know our next – uh, stream date in time already. It'll be sun or Tuesday night. I'm sorry with JC Allen of Pewter Report, good friend of the shows. He's been on for a long time now. We're looking very much forth to having him on. He's been incredible in covering the Bucks this year. He he goes on WDAE all the time. He does a great job with Pewter Report and whatnot. So yeah, that's that. And uh, it looks like Stunna faded out again. But what can you do? Um, it'll be fun with J.C. Allen on Tuesday night, and that answers that. We got another comment from Kevin. Barrett and White on defense, so he's in agreement with Huncho on the White part. Barrett's never a bad guess. And then Evans and Godwin and Rudolph on offense. 
wow. Huncho, you think Rudolph makes any impact tomorrow on this game? I mean, for uh, he well, I, I guess he will be activated then, being that um, being that uh, Braid is out with the concussion. But I mean, I haven't seen anything to even speak on with Rudolph. Uh, from what I've seen against um Green Bay, he had one catch. Ran it was a nice little game first down and we didn't see nothing else from him. So I don't know what's quite going on with that. I don't know. I don't. There's no injury. I don't know if he's, he's they're saving him or is or is he, he he's more of a. Uh, I also heard he's more of a um one like he's an offensive player. He doesn't play special teams, so they try to they keep him active because the other uh, tight ends can do more. With uh you got uh uh. Number I and then Keith. I and then, yeah, I and Keith. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I and Keith. So they give you more, I guess, dynamic. They give you more options or a better route tree. But I mean, if he has anything in the tank, I mean, it's it's about time we show him, like, get him started because I want to see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, I know he. I don't know if he's a great blocker. So we, I just I can't give you an answer with Rudolph personally. I don't know what he's going to do. But Godwin, I'm a hundred percent agreeing with like. You know what I'm saying? Godwin, I, I believe like he will have a strong game. He he does typically have a strong game against uh, the Falcons. But and he's been rusty. I feel like last week it was a lot of rust that he didn't get to, he had to shake off. And you know, he gotta get back to his normal groove. And um I think this is the day the game where he takes a step forward to head in that direction. Yeah, and we got more score predictions coming in. Cleveland Me joins the show. Uh Thank you, Joe, for joining in. 3117. Huncho gives you a shout out there. 3117 bucks, Joe says. So really looking forward to that. He's got another comment we'll get to in a minute. Kevin makes a score prediction 2713 bucks. So we got some double digit bucks victories. That's what Huncho, I, and Stunna are alluding to as well. I'll make mine pick and give my Rudolph thoughts, and we'll get to our last two comments and then any more comments and bounce out. So Rudolph thoughts, I agree exactly with Huncho. I think that it's hard to tell what you're going to get from Kyle Rudolph yet. I think they brought him in as a veteran who knows how to block, and he's good insurance depth in this situation. A cam breaks out, so he's nice to step in. I think his better days are obviously behind him. I think if he's going to be effective at all tomorrow, it will be either on third and shorts or in the red zone in the you know where you need a target. You could target Rudolph. Brady's kind of been looking for red zone targets this year. I think Rudolph could emerge as one of those tomorrow. He is a bigger dude. Or if you need a couple of yards, I think that Rudolph could be that kind of security valve blanket as well. My score prediction since Cleve and Kevin gave theirs. I'm going with Buccaneers. I think we blow the doors off him tomorrow, not to sound cocky. I do think they keep it close <laughs> at first. But I'm going... 38 to 21 Buccaneers Woo! tomorrow. I think our offense explodes. I think Atlanta, I think it's around a 14 to 10 type game for the Bucs. I, I can believe that. 17 10 type game in the second quarter, near and half. And then we just accelerate and we never look back. And I think we, you know, slaughter him and extreme rules him. And speaking of extreme rules, we do have that WWE pay per view tonight. Cleveland Me mentions extreme rules is tonight. Um, Daniel Cormier from UFC should be involved in that one. So that's kind of cool. Huncho, you got any, uh, any of your kids interested in wrestling or anything like um, that? I mean, yeah, but not, not sort of, they, they, it's, it's more so, uh, the, uh, PS5 and the 2K and all that. 
all the the, the yeah. video games and stuff. Yeah, so I don't. I mean, I've been. I was a big wrestling fan when I was growing up as, as a kid. I loved some Stone Cold and The Rock Johnson, Undertaking, all that. You know, I kind of like, kind of don't have time now, but I still a peek in. You know, and try to. It's just a different ball game back then. It was just. I feel like back then it was more like rugged. It was just more. Now it's, it's like it's a, it's a TV show. You know, it's a, it's a TV show, and um. I, I I don't know. I mean, hey, I have nothing against it, but I hey, I just don't know too much about it now. I don't know. I don't know the characters. It's so many now. It's so many now to mm. keep up with in different titles and different uh wrestling events and matches that they make up and it's just so much. And then it's like Rob Garankowski, he was the uh, champ. Now I think they got the boxer, the uh one boxing guy trying to do something now. Yeah, Paul, Tyson Fury does some stuff. Paul, Paul. Oh, Logan Paul, yep, he does some stuff as well. He's been in the thick of things. Bad Bunny's been in some of it. So, you know, it's been all over the place with that. It's never a dull moment. couple more comments here as we're, you know, swerving through the Bucketeers. Yeah, but Extreme Rules tonight for those of you who need something to watch or those of you who need to tune into something, maybe not college football guys or the like of that. You do have extreme rules there. Neil says Vita needs to step up. Yes, he certainly does. We alluded to that earlier. Um, we don't know if it's, you know, they're double teaming him. That's for sure. But then you got a guy like JTS who's been on the edge, who hasn't really provided much help as well to shore any of those double teams or pressure off of a guy like Vita Vea. So he does need to step up, but at the same time, a couple of the guys around Vita Vea need to step up and help. Uh, you know, if, if you could block those guys one-on-one, -on -one, there's sometimes no need to double Vita Vea, but Vita Vea does have to play better. He's got to get that first step better. Huncho, do you agree with this comment before we get to our one big thing, walk-offs and head out of here? Mike says there must have been 20,000 Packer fans at Ray J for the game a couple weeks back was that true does that sound right uh, uh honestly uh from what i remember no definitely it wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't that many that that overpowered the bucks uh no it was just that we were getting our ass kicked it, it, we were down so long so their fans were cheering and ours weren't so you probably heard majority of their fans cheering than us because it, it was we were quiet majority of the game because we really couldn't get anything going. Same thing with Kansas City game. It wasn't so much. I've been there and I seen when the fans travel pretty good and the Bucks fans nowadays we show up pretty good. I mean, I don't definitely I definitely don't think it was twenty thousand Green Bay fans. Definitely got zero zero chance of that. And uh, I, I we rolled pretty deep. The Bucks are pretty deep there. Even with the Chiefs fans, we had a couple uh, when they were when they were doing and moving the ball and doing what it was, you know. It, but it's nothing to cheer for. So it's pretty quiet through the stadium, and you hear their fans cheering when they making all the plays. But uh, yeah, we, we we roll pretty deep. Tampa is pretty deep at the games. Yeah, that is always a good thing. It seems like Tampa's home crowd has grown over the past couple of years. And even before that, you have your diehards making noise in the stands, going crazy and supporting your Buccaneers. So always a good thing there. Always strong when you got the home fans there. Real quick, a look around the NFC South before we get to our one big thing and walk-offs. You got the Buccaneers and Falcons tied atop of the division Two and two apiece. The Bucks have let up 82 points 
or no, the Bucks have scored 82 points and let up 68 to this point. The Falcons have scored 103 and let up 101. And then on the bottom half of that division, you have Panthers and Saints at one and three apiece. And their numbers are similar. Panthers are coming in scoring 78-4 and allowing 85 against. And the Saints are coming in scoring 76-4 and 96 against. Huncho, before we give our one big thing and walk-offs and head out of here, any uh, things stick out at you around the NFC South? Uh, I definitely believe the Saints should be 0-4 right now. Um, Correct. Definitely, they they escaped that, but uh, they're not they're not looking as dynamic as they were with uh, one on Drew Brees before whatever, and also Sean Payton. He has I feel like he has a lot to do with that. And um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep it real. Uh, Jameis Winston's going to be Jameis Winston. Andy, Andy Dalton, he's stepping up. I mean, he's stepping in for Winston. But it's not going to be too much of a difference. I don't see he's not going to, you know, I don't feel like it's just some great hope that's going to start uh, happening now that he's starting. It. Um, I feel like their offense, uh, Kamara was hurt. So I don't know if that was part of it. Taysom Hill, we, we haven't really seen him. So I don't know. I mean, for far as the Saints, it's just – those were the that was the other team I was worried about in the division that we were going to have to compete with that uh probably could have gave us a run for the money for the division, but you know as you see they're not even they're at the bottom, so it's more so the Falcons and um they're not a threat to me and Carolina when you got Baker Mayfield and their coach throwing all the players under the bus saying that they can't get open it's just everything is just mm-hmm. it's just a train wreck over there and um in Carolina and they're and they're up but there's a lot of uh, football to still be played but right now I just feel like <clears throat> when we do get our stride going we're going to be a hell of a team and, and and it's going to take a lot to beat us uh when we go to clicking on all cylinders I agree with that completely the bottom of the division looking flat Saints should be 0 and 4 and then you got Carolina should be one and three, um, if not zero and four. Matt Rule is probably going to lose his job shortly there. Baker Mayfield is not playing great, but if we take care of our business, to me the Bucks should win this division by at least three games. So no reason why we shouldn't. As we head out into the sunset here, we got a, only a couple or one section left. One big thing and walk off. Then we're out of here on this fine Saturday. We've almost been at it for an hour now. Uh, it's been incredibly fun to this point. Huncho, what's your one big thing and walk-off for tomorrow's game for the Buccaneers? And Mike says, bottom of the 12th, man at second, no outs for Tampa Bay, Cleveland. Come on, Tampa, hold them, damn it. Huncho, what's your uh, one big uh, I'm going to say this because um, I didn't get my score prediction. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, what's your score nah, nah. prediction? 28-3. So, 28-3, uh, <laughs> <yay>. <laughs> So I'm going to go with 28-3 on that. And, um... One big thing, I mean, I just – we got to have – I want to see uh, – not even the plays. I just want to see good Byron Leftwich. I'm going to circle Byron Leftwich and um, Todd Bowles, the offensive, defensive, play calling. That's what I want to see, uh, especially Byron with the first down runs. I, I, I got to see more. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to see more and uh, more uh, creativity on first downs. And, and, and we get our, our – our, uh, passing down the field a little more. I want to see some some open receivers, man. That's my my, my big thing to look for with the offense and uh, Byron play calling. Yeah, do you think we see any more – you think we see any more this week? How do I put it? Um, any more stagnant start 
out of the box defense this week. Do you think that they find a way to fix the slow start kind of? As we'll get Honcho back here. Mike says, see you Tuesday, boys. Go Bucks. Thank you so much, Mike. It's been an honor, my friend. But, um, yeah, it, it's as we lost Honcho now, and we're going to head out of here in a minute. I'm just going to give my walk-off and outro. Mike, see you Tuesday with J.C. Allen right here on the Bucketeers. J.C. Allen from Pewter Report will be joining the show on Tuesday at 8.15 Eastern time. That's going to be incredible. J.C. Allen's a great friend of the shows, one of the best covers in the business uh, for the Buccaneers. He's an ascending guy who covers the Bucks greatly. You could listen to him often on WDAE. He's on the Pat and Aaron show. He's on the Ronnie and T-Crash show. He's on Beckles and Rutcher. He does it all. I love J.C. Allen. I'm looking forward to having him back on Tuesday night. Pick his brain, hopefully about a W, damn it. I can't take any more of these post, uh, post-game losses. So that's why we skipped a couple days, but now we were back in the fold. My one big thing or walk-off tomorrow is this. We're going to have to attack the trenches. We're going to have to win the battle of the trenches. We're going to have to do a good job at getting out ahead, and we're going to have to never look back. I know that we've said the Bucks could start slow in years past against Atlanta like we have, but it's really hard to bounce back when you start slow. So you got to get off to a good start. You got to get the lead. You got to keep padding the lead on a little bit. And you can't look back against some dirty birds or else they could put up a tough fight. We've seen it against the Saints. They had their hands full. The Rams, they had their hands full. And those were their two losses. So, oh, yeah, by the way, Cole Beasley retired. Hey, I thought I had to mention that on the show. So there you damn go, Cole Beasley. He's no longer a buck, as Bruce Arians would say. And speaking of that, Antonio Brown, whoo, Clown show over there as well. It's been a crazy week of drama and news for the Bucks receivers and former receivers, I guess you could say, and Antonio Brown and Cole Beasley. Good luck to the Rays. They're combating battle in the bottom of the 12th right now against the Guardians. So hopefully the Rays can come out on top there. And hopefully the Bucks could come out on top tomorrow at Raymond James Stadium, 1 o'clock Eastern time as they take on the Atlanta Falcons for the division lead in the NFC South. It's been Tampa Tones, Huncho, and a sliver of Stunna. We had a great chat today. Neil, Cleve, and me, Kevin, Mike, Jay, and so many more joining in the Bucketeers. It's been such a great evening. It's been such a great episode, episode 85 of the Bucketeers. Once again, catch us live Tuesday night, same place, different time, 8.15 Eastern, with the one and only J.C. Allen from Pewter Report. Guys, thank you for joining us this Saturday. Be blessed. Stay safe. We love each and every single one of you for joining the program. As Jay Retcher would say, program. And as always, go Bucks. Fire the damn cannons. Let's get that damn W tomorrow. And let's never look back on the season. Our time is now. Go Bucks. Fire the damn cannons. On behalf of Tampa Tones, Huncho, Stunna, I'm Bucks Life News on Facebook, Bucketeers Podcast on YouTube. You can catch the instant replay Uh, in a little bit on Google, Apple, Spotify, and so much more. This has been a beautiful episode of The Bucketeers. Stay blessed.
Sunday, man. You, I know you're nervous for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. Energy, electricity. That place was rocking. Anyone was there, and a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Bucks fans were there too. But Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron Show of WDAE. Uh, Pat Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by Pat It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like we got a little... No, my, my uh, camera's broke. <laughs> 